Today, I'd like you to hear from Susan. She longed to grow in her love for the Lord. She had become a believer when she was quite young. She started teaching at a young age, eventually went on the mission field. But she felt like there was something blocking her relationship with the Lord. Could you relate to that? Can you identify with that? Maybe you're like I am. It's, I just want to be radically right with the Lord. You feel that way? And why is it that so many of us fail to experience the abundant life that we are promised when we come into a relationship with Jesus Christ? When our sins are forgiven and we have the Holy Spirit of God living within us, reproducing the life of Christ within us, why does it seem like so many of us don't have the full measure of what we believe is intended when we read that Jesus came to give us this life and life abundant? Well, I'd like to share with you what Susan had to say because I think it's really the key, and that is we need to make sure that we have dealt with areas of our lives that uh, where there could be actually obstacles to our walk with the Lord. I asked Susan to begin with uh, her experience in terms of coming to know Jesus Christ as Savior, and then her spiritual walk to the point where she really wanted to deal with this. I had trusted Christ as my Savior. I had, when I was eight years old at camp, and um, we had been on the field already. We had been missionaries. My husband flew with Jungle Aviation and Radio Service, and I've been serving the Lord since I was a child. I actually started teaching at 14. But there was a hunger that I had in my heart, and something was just pressing me that I wanted a deeper experience with the Lord than, than I had. Like, there were some blocks. And I know this sounds a little strange, but I was trying to memorize a hymn, I am his and he is mine. And I could, n- I could not memorize the first words of the song. And it was loved with everlasting love, taught by grace that love to know. And all the other words I could remember, but I could not remember that. I just wanted a deeper love. And that was kind of an indicator that there was a deeper level the Lord wanted me to go to. Now, I suspect that many of us could relate to what Susan's talking about. And that is, it just seems like this connection with the Lord at times is not what we want it to be, not what it ought to be, and we wonder why. And now Susan's going to explain how she grew in her love for the Lord and how she dealt with some of the things that were taking place in her life that, that seemed to be obstacles. Now, in this case, she went to a conference. It's not so much the conference as it is what was taught at the conference. And what was taught really came on the scene with over 30 years ago, maybe 40 years ago now. And I have found it to be some of the most important teaching available even today. Uh, the person the Lord has used in this regard is Neil Anderson, whose first book, Overcoming the Darkness, is considered a classic. And it was followed up with others, including an approach to where people can pray through their issues. Uh, For Susan, she actually went to a conference. It was there that she began to experience the freedom that can be available to every believer. One of the large things that happened at a Neil Anderson seminar that was in Tennessee. Well, the way I look at it would be that there's there's some area of your life, of my life, that I may have opened a door for the enemy to work. For instance, is there unforgiveness? Are there sins that I'm not even aware that I have committed against the Lord? Or has something happened in the past that has given the enemy an open door to block what the full experience that the Lord wants to have with me? 
for instance, like what I was talking about forgiveness, I think so many people that have talked to me and have shared with me over the years that they don't even realize that things are happening all the time to them, but they're not forgiving what was done. And so it is like a stronghold that's been created and that would block their relationship with the Lord and the close fellowship that they would have. That's just one example. Now, the area of forgiveness may be the most important area of our spiritual lives. In fact, when I interviewed Neil Anderson, Several decades ago, over 30 years ago, about his first couple of books, uh, Overcoming the Darkness, and then the book The Bondage Breaker, which I think has sold one and a half million copies. And when Neil and I were sitting down talking, I said to him, Neil, what is, do you think, the biggest problem we as Christians face? And he said, made a statement like this. He said, those of us who have been forgiven so much are failing to forgive others. That statement got my attention, and as a result of that, and hearing what Neil said, I joined with Dr. Tom Thompson, happy my father-in-law, and we wrote the book, Forgive and Love Again, Healing for Wounded Relationships. It's still in print, still available, but it's all about dealing with the hurts we experience. We can't simply just ignore them or put them aside. They get lodged in our spirit, and they become a grounds by which the enemy attacks us. I just want you to think for a moment. Were you having a great day not too long ago, and out of nowhere came the thought of the person that hurt you and hurt you deeply? Well, you need to deal with this in accord with what the Bible tells us to do. And so what Susan just said is is really true, and I can remember what Neil said to me all those years ago. And the book I co-authored, is one that is really a reflection of that. But there are other areas that we all need to really address, common areas where we may have struggles, we could have opened the door to the enemy. Neil has laid it out so that you can walk through each step, which explains things that, and you were talking, used the word before, strongholds. You may have strongholds in your life that you're not aware of, but sitting down with somebody else who's praying with you and going through it is extremely effective. And it really helps you to sit down before the Lord and just think uh, if there's something that you hadn't thought of or realized that you were doing before. Now, I have gone through the steps to freedom personally a number of times, and I have walked through the steps to freedom with a number of different people. What I have discovered is this. If we are not confronted with the need, the biblical command to forgive one another as God and Christ has forgiven us, If we don't confront somebody with that, confront ourselves with that, we typically simply hold on to the hurts, and that gives an open door to the enemy. For we're told that we should be angry and sin not, and not let the sun go down on our anger. And what happens is if we continue to carry the hurt and the pain, and we don't deal with it in obedient response to the Word of God, we think we can kind of just put it aside, but it's an open invitation to the enemy to harass us. Susan uh, shared with me what happened at that conference when on a group basis they were exposed to a testimony of true forgiveness and then the people there were challenged to really respond to what the Bible says about forgiving others. Well the conference was amazing and I have to say John I've been involved in ministry from an early age and I've been to Winona Lake and I've been to camps and I've been to conferences all over the world, but this was so 
wonderful uh, in, in this way. What we sensed was on the second day we went, um, there was a gentleman that flew in who spoke on forgiveness. And he himself was um, going through a very difficult situation that he shared with everybody. And he did not even speak the normal uh, message he was going to bring. But he just shared what he was going through and how he was able to forgive what had just been, what had just occurred in his family. You could have heard a pin drop, but I think there were probably about a thousand people there. Many of them were pastors. I, I know there was a large concentration of pastors that were there, but you could have heard a pin drop. And, and normally, Saturday would be the day that you go through the repentance, and Neil would go through and pray through each of the steps after he explained each area of sin that could possibly be affecting your life. Normally that would happen on Saturday, but what happened was it was like the Holy Spirit just really, really filled that place, and everyone was so convicted, if this man can forgive what was done to him, why am I not forgiving? And the Lord was bringing all these things to everyone's mind, and tremendous repentance took place that day. I really appreciate Susan's openness and honesty and transparency and her love for the Lord and her desire to walk in freedom, and she's a great example for all of us. She really is. We all have areas of our lives where there can be spiritual strongholds, and we need to address those. Now, Susan's going to share something very personal that took place, and when you hear this, some of you are going to say, I can't believe that. My friends, what she's going to talk about, I've seen it, and I've experienced it. Here's Susan talking about, again, what happened when she was beginning to deal with spiritual strongholds, and what was helpful to her was the teaching at this conference. I had struggled um, as a child with anorexia and bulimia, and I wasn't struggling with it at the time I was at the conference. I had had um, a measure of of, uh, victory in that area. Um, but on Saturday morning, the end of the conference, Neil just happened to mention that he'd had a thousand hours of counseling in a counseling room and that any time he'd come across a person struggling with anorexia and bulimia, there was a sp- usually a spiritual element that needed to be dealt with. And so I perked up and it had been a wonderful conference, but I, it got my ear, you know, my attention. And so he just asked, uh, the people, if they had struggled with that, just to simply pray this prayer. And I prayed a very simple prayer, and I just said, I renounce any lies that were attached to my mind as a result of any verbal abuse as a child or criticism I may have received, and just to remove anything that had affected me. And literally a cloud, a black cloud, just lifted off of me, and I had inexpressible joy, totally unexpected. The truth needs to be applied to the practical areas of our lives. When we've been hurt, when we've sinned, when we've opened the door to the enemy. And then we are told that we can humble ourselves before the Lord and resist the devil and he'll flee. When was the last time you resisted Satan and his demonic forces? More than likely, you've maybe never done that. And that may well be the reason that you're carrying a spiritual burden that stands in the way of your fully enjoying your freedom in Christ. And we must realize that what we deal with is not always just emotional or psychological. It is deeply spiritual. There's always a spiritual element. So you can have a truth encounter at a good counseling session, but we need to balance and we need to always consider that. But after 
that experience, I was so filled with joy, and I really didn't know what had happened, the full extent. But the next morning, I got up and I poured milk into my coffee, and it had to be the Holy Spirit revealing this to me, but I just began to weep, because the voices of condemnation and criticism and calorie counting and all of that were totally gone. That had to be the voice of the enemy that had been plaguing me, but I'd had it since I was a child, and I didn't know any different. I would like to highly recommend that you consider going through these steps to freedom to get radically right with the Lord. Now, if you want information, you can email me first, and I can forward that to you, and that's john at livetheword.org. Or feel free to go directly to the website for Freedom in Christ Ministry, freedominchristministries, freedominchristministries.org. 